This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast. We're getting really, really close to episode 200. That is exciting news and really shows, uh, you know, the interest that's out there. Um, and, and also the ease of production. I mean, I'm recording this right now on the Anchor app as usual. And uh, one of my few solo podcasts, uh, we've had a lot of podcasts with guests. Um, so really fantastic to see everybody's interest. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, please leave a review on Apple. Uh, check out the book, Content Performance Culture. Contentperformance.online takes you straight over to Amazon. So today I want to talk about marketing requests. And you know, the, the thing I've heard more, more recently is the importance of collaboration and some of the barriers that we're seeing out in the field. So for example, um, there's some companies, they think of their marketing team as the arts and craft department. I'm pretty sure I heard that first or most recently on the Hardcore Marketing Podcast uh, with Casey Cheshire. Take a listen to that. Uh, I've been on there a couple times now. Really uh, a good show, 90 minutes of conversation with different marketing leaders. Um, and the problem with that is, is basically you take a concept to a designer or the marketing team and you just say, make it look pretty. And here's the thing, making things look pretty doesn't necessarily mean performance. And I'll give you an example that comes to my mind. The Nike recently released this ad, this commercial, and they cut together um, different sporting events, different um, different plays, really. And it was about being together and coming together. And, and it was just very touching, very well done. And, you know, so I bet you there was a lot of strategy involved. There was a lot of collaboration involved. Um, and then the skill involved to actually edit it together with the split screen. Um, it's just fantastic. So it goes above and beyond making things look pretty. It goes to what are we trying to accomplish? What's the story we're trying to tell? And I've actually worked in models where we did have marketing request forms. So basically, if somebody wanted something, from the marketing team, they had to fill out a form. And a lot of times, so the form varies what's on there, but a lot of times it would have, what's the purpose of the project? What's the goal? Who are we trying to reach? Um, what are some of the ch content ideas? It is always a little dangerous to actually ask for content ideas because a lot of people, uh, they jump to the answer without really asking the right questions. So they'll say, I need an ad, or I need a video, or I need whatever. The list can go on and on and on and on. And if marketing teams just jump and just create whatever somebody just like 
said out loud without any strategy, it may not lead to any results. It probably won't. Now, every once in a while, you might have a win, <clears throat> you know, especially if you throw a lot of money behind it to promote it. But at the end of the day, we want to be collaborative. We want to work together. We want to be strategic. Uh, and I do think, I, I do have to say that I think this is human nature. So for example, I'm going to the doctor. I know what my symptoms are. And I'm not a doctor. Are you kidding? I'm not. But I go to my doctor and I'll say, I think I have this. And the doctor will say, okay, how do you know? I'm like, because of these symptoms. Symptoms. So if that case, if that was actually like a workable model that I could self-diagnose myself correctly 100% of the time, why would I have to go to the doctor, right? I already know what's wrong with me. I already know what the diagnosis is, but that's not how it works. And so certainly doctors and marketing strategists, different areas, obviously, um, but it's, it's very similar from the perspective of if I don't need the experts in a field, why am I using them? And so the reality is you do need them, right? Because not everybody can be good at everything. And here's the other thing that I have been in marketing for a long time now. So I, I'm getting old, but there's always new things I learn. There's always new strategies. There's always new techniques. So I'll give you an example. Right now I'm, I'm recording this with Anchor. I was going to go live on my iPhone on Switcher Studios. I still think you guys want to check them out. Uh, Switcher Studio um, allows you to live stream to different platforms, and then you can download the video, extract the audio for a podcast, and the video for YouTube, I, I do it about once a week. Um, didn't work for some reason. Maybe it's internet. Maybe it's the connection to LinkedIn. Um, but... I'm learning a new tool and I've done video production for probably about, you know, 18 years, 15 years, something, some, somewhere in there. And um, when I first started, we had to push around big cards. We had big cameras. We had people holding up microphones, people setting up lights. Today, you know, my light is, it's, it's the little ring, the little um, lighting ring. And it's not even mine. It's my daughter's. And I just borrow it basically and the lighting is fantastic. So my point is things evolve, things change. And then the next thing is, where can we get in front of the most people with that content? Um, is it through a podcast channel? Is it on LinkedIn? Is it through a live Periscope audio feed? Is it through a Facebook live? Um, and then you have to determine what are those things. So my, my point is, yes, sales. Yes, customer success. Yes, executive offices, everybody work with the marketing team. The key words here are work with. You hired them to be your experts in marketing. You didn't just hire them to make something look pretty, or you didn't just hire them to take orders. If it was truly just about making things look pretty, or truly just about um, taking exact orders without collaboration, uh, go to Fiverr, hire somebody for five bucks. They'll, you know, they'll whip it up for you. That doesn't mean it's going to work. It doesn't mean there's going to be strategy behind it, uh, but you can get it done. I mean, you can use all kinds of tools. I went online the other day and I didn't get it because I still am not convinced that I need a logo for myself. 
uh, for the authentic storytelling project. But you can go on the web and go to an automatic logo creator. Like you go and type in, so I did this for, actually, I didn't do it for myself. I did it for my travel site, travelreviews.online. And so I typed in travel reviews, um, blah, 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 like describe the site. And then based on what I wrote in there, it designed a logo. Now the logo, I think the prices, it was like one-time purchase of this one logo so I could use just the logo. And it was gonna be like 35 bucks or something. And then if I do the yearly uh, subscription to the site, it's gonna be like 49 bucks. So if I go back and need multiple logos and design work, like certainly that's the way to go, right? To have the subscription. But my point is, so I can go on there. Now it still takes me time. So if I am the CEO or whomever, that's not the marketing team, why would I want to spend all my time doing that? So there is that to keep in mind. But what you don't get when you use those tools is you don't get the strategy. You don't get the, let's think it through, let's collaborate, let's um, let's work on it. And so as people, and I, I know people are looking for these answers, um, is as people are looking for, what does a marketing request form look like? The first question I'd like to answer, do we even need a marketing request form? Is that even the best way to do it? And the answer is it depends. I think there is value in having it written down and saying, this is where we start. And so for example, you, you look at the form and you know on their, the, the forms I've seen over the years, they have varying uh, information on it, but it should have uh, at least some of the following. And that's what's the purpose of the um, the project? What's the goal? Who are we trying to reach? Who are the personas? If you still don't have personas, we need to um, come up with them. We need to write them down. Pretty simple, one pager, doesn't have to be long, but we have to be aware. Who are we trying to reach? Whether it's uh, this group or that group, and I'm not just talking about demographics, but I'm talking about who are these people? Are they executives? Are they, um, you know, uh, strategists? Are they specialists? Are they frontline workers? Who are they? And here's the other thing. Everybody always tells me we're trying to reach the decision makers. I get it. In B2B, my friends, it's not that simple. You can't just say we're going after the CFO or the CMO or the CEO or whatever um, or the yeah CIO. It doesn't make any difference. In B2B, purchasing decisions in medium to larger companies are made by committee. And I don't mean that necessarily negatively, but they are. And I have worked with, in, in the B2B model, I've worked with companies where really like the, the third level down, like ran the project, they made the decision, like the, the, the C-suite signed off, but you know, you, you can't just try to reach the person who actually has the budget authority because the people that do, they are working more and more in a model of empowering people. And you've heard Michael Brenner on here, mean people suck, same similar concept, right? Why are you hiring people to bake your cake? And then you keep telling them what the ingredients has to have to be. And my other favorite quote from Michael was um, the, era of the smart jerk needs to be over. And, and I, I agree. So you have more and more leaders who empower their team. So even if you reach the leader, doesn't mean you've convinced the team. So you have probably 
<clears throat> a bigger audience. And here's the other thing in B2B, especially, and especially software, even if you convince the budget owner that your software is a good uh, purchase and the team doesn't use it because they're not bought in and the the buyer is not going to push it too hard and too strong and too long, guess what happens? They're not going to renew, right? So you, it's a one-time purchase. And at the end of the day, uh, it wasn't really that uh, successful, right? One-time purchase, but there's no renewal. So as software companies are going after their, uh, you know, um, repeatable revenue, that's not the exact term, um, the ARR, but uh, you know that's important to get the renewal, and that's why you have to reach all those people. <clears throat> and then the next thing is, let's talk about some content ideas. How do we reach those people? What do we do? So this is where it comes in, uh, where people can share ideas. So so as you can see, before when people come in, they say, "I want an ad," <clears throat> they're jumping to step three, right, or step four. But first, they have to verbalize those other things. And people always say. Oh, I know the audience. We know, we know, we know. That doesn't mean you can't talk about it again. That doesn't mean you can't remind people. That doesn't mean it's not good to be deliberate about it. Here, here's the thing. Every podcast I come on, <clears throat> every podcast I, I record, I say, hey, business storytellers, I'm literally reminding myself of who I'm talking to. On my travel reviews, that online podcast, I go, hello, travelers. I'm literally reminding myself who my audience is. On my travel site, as much as I love points and all that stuff, my audience is not the points geeks. My audience is not the frequent traveler. My audience are none of those people. My, my audience is the occasional traveler, um, the people that go on family trips, the people that do uh, leisure trips, right? I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's B2C. It's not B2B. So just something to think about. It's good to remind yourself who your audience is, who you're trying to reach, why, and then start talking about how are we going to do that. And the other thing when people come in and have all the answers and just think of their marketing team as the arts and crafts department is that it sometimes shuts down the conversation to further discussion around COPE. So COPE, of course, is create once, publish everywhere. And what that means is every time you do any content, how do you throw it a parade? How do you send it to different channels? How do you make the most out of it? And the way you do that is you have to brainstorm. What are we trying to do? How do we do it? You know, go from there. So this podcast, I was going to go live, didn't work for some reason, Saturday morning, didn't want to deal with it any longer. Could have been the internet, even though the internet is not working on Anchor. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what it was. Maybe it <clears throat> doesn't work as well on the iPhone as it does on the iPad. Who cares? I moved on, right? But I was going to go live. And basically, uh, that's one piece of the content. Then I take the video and I put the video on YouTube. That's another piece of the content. I extract the audio. I use a free online audio extraction service. You can do it on if you have um, video software, you can do it on that too. Um, I don't nearly edit enough video to need any kind of software that, that costs any kind of money, quite frankly. But <clears throat> but uh, that's how you do it. And then I take the audio, I put it into Anchor, and I upload it, and I ship it as a, as a podcast. And then 
the podcast goes to all the channels, right? You know that already. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. You can listen on Siri. You can listen on Alexa, et cetera, et cetera. And then a lot of times I take the content and I write an article about it. So then that article goes on the website. Even if I don't write a fully fleshed out article, sometimes I just publish notes from the audio. And that's um, that seems to be, uh, people don't seem to mind that depending on the topic. Uh, not everything has to be a flowery story, quite frankly. And then after that, I distribute that content through my newsletter, through my social, um, all those organic channels. And then I take the content and I push it out through paid channels. And it's still funny, 2015 content marketers would say, we're content marketers, we don't do paid channels. And today it's a, it's a, it's a must, you really have to, even if you're ranking high in SEO, things are changing all the time. Uh, and, and certainly, especially when you're starting new, uh, there need to be some needs to be some kind of paid component. So, but as you can see, it's actually relatively complicated. So you have to talk it through. So you can't just talk about one little piece of content. You have to talk about how does it fit into the overall strategy? How do you push it for all the other channels? How do you repurpose it? How do you make the most out of it? Because if you're just creating one thing for one little piece of um, the strategy, why not blow it up and use it for, for other things as well? So just something to think about. Um, on the marketing request form, I also always recommend a proposed deadline and why that deadline is needed. And the other thing I noticed is everything is always an emergency and it really needs to stop. Not everything is an emergency. Not everything is dependent on the one thing from marketing. Um, over the years, I've had a lot of, um, I've, I've witnessed and been also part of a lot of interactions between sales and marketing. When a salesperson comes to marketing, they say, I need this and I need it now. And this is uh, a $100,000 deal is on the table and I need it for that. And it's like, if I don't get it, the deal will fall through. And let me, I'll, I'll just call BS on that. Um, your deal will not fall through because you didn't get a flyer, because you didn't get, um, you know, the one PowerPoint slide. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to display information. Not everything has to be, um, you know, looking to the extent that it was produced in four weeks. I'm not saying show crap to your clients, but what I'm saying is that um, a big deal will not fall through because marketing didn't jump and get you something that same day. Now, that doesn't mean marketing can't jump. Marketing can, and especially when they're not doing anything else or they currently don't have any tight deadlines, totally fine. But just keep that in mind because salespeople are supposed to be really good at relationships. And the relationship you have with a marketing team is also a relationship. So you can't just think of them as the order takers. You have to think of them as strategic partners. How can they help you drive more sales? How can they help you be more successful? And on the flip side, that also means, how do you work with them? How can you help them help you, so to speak? Um, and what I'm telling you is that if you follow a strategic process like this, whether it's an official marketing request form or you just kind of think it through when you go to marketing or they 
walk you through it, it will help long term. And um, it's just something to think about that, you know, uh, and in the big picture, if everybody always has emergencies, nothing ever gets done, right? Because everybody's just chasing the latest emergency. So think about that. If you want the marketing request form, super easy to type up. You know, you just put that on a piece of paper, quite frankly. Um, and when it comes to the proposed deadline, I do want to circle back to that quickly. It is important to talk about when will you really need it? Why do I need it? Um, and you know, here's the other thing too, on sales calls, 20% um, of sales calls, people don't show up. Like that's the average I saw the other day. So, you know, there's even a chance the meeting won't happen. Are we going to ask the marketing team to work late for that? Potentially doesn't even show up. Potentially doesn't even make a difference. And then here's the other thing. What if you don't like it because you got it five minutes before the meeting and now you're not going to use it? And um, and then, of course, because the marketing team worked late, I'm totally like spinning this into the extreme here. I get it. but uh, And then the marketing team after the meeting says, how did it go? How did they take the content? And you say, I didn't use it. And they just gave up dinner with their family. They gave up going to bed at a reasonable time. They gave up watching the Yankees, whomever. You get my point. So be aware that the relationship matters. Be aware that the strategy matters. And they're really, it's too complicated today to not be strategic with your marketing, to not think it through, to not talk it through. And that's a new level of collaboration. You know, when I first started marketing, it was the model of, hey, I need a trifold brochure, when can I get it? Um, you know, see, there you go. Even then they ask, when can I get it? So um, something to think about, marketing request forms, they work if you really are that planful type. Um, I. You can also just talk it through. The, the problem with talking it through is that um, sometimes you forget, right? There's so much stuff going on and you forget uh, what the process should be. So that's one reason why it's good to have it written down. The biggest problem with marketing request forms is that sales is not going to take the time to fill them out. Customer success is not going to take the time to fill them out. And that's fine. Um, so encourage them. Take a look at the form. Take a look at the questions. Bring them into the meeting. Let's talk about it quickly. Let's hop on a call and go from there. No reason that we can't talk to each other. That is not a rule. Uh, shouldn't be a rule anywhere. Anybody can talk to anybody. I'm Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast. If you enjoy the shows, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I email most of them out as well on AuthenticStorytelling.net. Uh, and if you do enjoy the episode, please leave a review, especially on Apple. Uh, I think Google Podcast is also rolling out reviews. And check out the book, Content Performance, that online. If you have any topics you want me to talk about, feel free to email me, ctrap at gmail.com or authenticstorytelling.net forward slash contact hyphen us. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.